You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone, and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This episode number 205, we're discussing our Birds of Prey prelude and that amazing Disney Plus MCU trailer. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Sanjay. And I'm Carlos. Oh, stepping out of sync. I love it. I love it, guys. Here we are. The entire crew is back at the table. Welcome. It's been a minute, guys. It's been a minute. It's been busy. Sanjay's been here. Troy's been there. Carlos has been here. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's right. It's been an absolutely incredible week. You know, we had Super Bowl, the football happened and all that, but guys, the trailers, mm. come on. Look, some surprises, especially with this Disney MCU trailer. We've got Birds of Prey to talk about, Black Widow, some weird Aquaman commercial, or whatever, Jason <laughs> Momoa. We got a Tide commercial from Wonder Woman. It's been an absolutely crazy week. And on top of that, we've got to declare a winner. For the 2019 box office fantasy pool, we got Oscar nominations, guys. It's going to be an insane episode. But first things first, because it's been so long since we've all been at the table, and before even we get into our weekend nerd, we've got we've got some crew business to take care of here, right right off the top here. Now we've been at this podcast for 205 episodes. We've had three hosts for those 205 episodes. And we're officially extending a title of co-hosts, surprising this man to my right. Carlos, will you go steady with us? I'm all choked up now. I don't know if I can record. (laughs) It's a good thing I always have Kleenexes in my pockets. (laughs) But we're putting it out there for you. We can't pay you much. We're still waiting for that that residual from the Rise of Review to be cash. But uh, but what do you say, man? Co-hosts? Oh, I'm all in. Whatever all it in. takes. Sure, there we go. Yes. <laughs> Whatever it takes. That no little... pressure. <laughs> yeah, right? No pressure whatsoever. And it just get to the table, yeah. get at the mics and talk, nerd, like we've been doing for weeks on weeks out. But we've added a fourth member here and now officially into the nerd room. It was all I could do to not cut you off. You just had such a good flow. I almost <laughs> gave you the stop right there. I'm in. <laughs> You're blushing, Carlos. I haven't seen you blush before. I know. And given my complexion, it takes a lot. But uh, yeah. There it is. You're committed every Tuesday now. That's right. So long as my car is not a frozen block, I will be here. Awesome. (laughs) That's incredible, guys. So the family grows by one. The family was already, it was already there. It was already, it was more, it was just more of a formality at this point. But it's here, it's done, it's dusted. But now, because it's been so long, guys, our week's a nerd. Come on. Our, like, half a month a nerd? What do we want to call this segment? <laughs> but Troy, my dude, man. Yeah, man. You were, you were lounging. You were relaxing. But you yeah. were also grinding oh, out the there on vacay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, shoot. It's been a while, man. Um, well, you know what? Uh, Marvel Legends. I'll start there. Because that's where it all begins, basically. Uh, Fantastic Four Wave, man. Oh. What can I say? You know, the dance lot costumes, the new uh, 2019 uh, Fantastic Four. Um, yeah, I picked up all four. At first, I was only going to get maybe like Johnny, maybe Sue, and I actually picked them up in GameStop or GameSpot, and I grabbed Johnny, I grabbed um, Sue, and I, I was like, that, that's it. And then I left and did a couple laps, and then I was like, 
Yeah, I did that. I did that <laughs> you know, I need Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, so I went back. Because they had the whole way there, right? Oh. And when I think of that, I always think of your situation when you picked up an Anakin. And you had yeah. two Anakins. And then you went, came back, you never found them again, I had right? the orange card back in. Yeah. It was two of them. And I was like, yeah, this box is slightly dented. <laughs> and then I did a lap. I said, I'll come back. It'll be fine. 20 bucks a piece. Oh. Gone. So I'm glad I'm glad oh. that pain. It stays with me, man. Yeah. It stays with me. So I picked up the four. And then... Um, a target over there because I was in the States. They had like a clearance on the multiverse line before McFarland, so it was when it was Mattel. And they had like the Dark Knight Rises, uh, Batman, and the Kara, is it Kelly? Carrie Kelly. Carrie yeah. Kelly, yeah. They had her, they were like six bucks each. So I was like, I have to do this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Even up the... just for customization. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Spare parts. So um, <laughs> that led me to the next one, which is Captain Marvel in like the green and black costume. Oh, yeah, she was the figure. same thing. Yeah, like six bucks. So I was like, nice, I'll, I'll get that. Um, then I touched down, came back home, and I'm like, I need Doctor Doom. Like, that's that's the baddest guy on the planet. <laughs> I need Doctor Doom. So I uh, went to one of the comic book shops, and I found Doom. But at this point, I've been like buying quite a bit of stuff, and then I ran into the spectacular, you know, the Superior Spider-Man, no, the Superior Octopus, which is Doc Ock once he's Spider-Man, but he becomes Superior Octopus. Like gray and black, gray and black and white. So I had picked them both up. I was like, oh, I don't want to do. So I just, I just grabbed Doom. I'll come back and I'll find Doc Ock another day. And uh, yeah, then and then I grabbed uh, the Green Lantern. There's a new Green Lantern wave that came out with um, the DC Essential line. They're cool because they scale well with the McFarlane line, so I had to pick that guy up, grabbed him. Which uh, Green Lantern? Uh, well, it was Hal Jordan, <laughs> yeah. but I changed him into the John Stewart because uh, oh, okay. I want that John Stewart figure. Where did that Idris Elba head come from? That came from the Dark Tower Diamond Select, oh. and Diamond Select are seven inch scales, so they both worked perfectly. Like what happened was a while back, I saw that figure at a comic shop, and that gave me the idea. Like I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make this happen. Oh. So then I went online looking for a seven inch scale Green Lantern, and he wasn't out yet. So I had to wait for the DC Essential line to come. Didn't hit till Wednesday. Called the comic book shop and like I need it. They had it. Went there, got it, and went home instantly. I was going back and forth with Carlos, like, this is what I'm gonna do, man. This is what Dude, I'm do. you got crazy love yeah. in my house. Yeah. Like, yeah. My wife would buy that figure off. Like, <laughs> she loves John Stewart Green Lantern. Yeah. And then that you pre-planned it so far in yeah, advance man. that you bought the Dark Tower, the <laughs> gunslinger finger. He's the only finger. one to buy a Dark Tower action <laughs> figure the whole way. Yeah, so. Idris Elba's like, I would have given that to this guy for free. Yeah. <laughs> he got a residual check for 35 cents, thanks to Troy. Yeah, <laughs> no, no doubt, man. Yeah. No doubt. He needs so, help. He needs my help. wife loved really? that Really? Oh, custom. cool, cool. Yeah. Shout outs. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it. But, you know, I got to give a shout out to my boy, Sonny. Oh, thank you. Now, listen. You and I don't see eye when it comes to the Shazam movie. Yeah. <laughs> and you failed me on the Green Lantern comic book. But I'm the sorry. TMNT comic book, I was reading that the whole trip. My uh, man. Dude, I picked up issue, I think you were talking about issue 100? Yeah. And I fell in love with it right away. I went back and got like 98, 99. I just finished uh, 102 today. So I'm good. going back. I'm going to get like every issue. <laughs> like, Oh, that's awesome. It's, it's so good, man. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't read it before. Yeah, no, I've always wanted to because I love the turtles. Yeah. But I just didn't really know when to get into it. And then Sonny was like, oh. this is the good jumping in point. And, That's um, amazing. Yeah, checked it out, man. And then Grabs too. Grabs has been trying to get me into that uh, 20XX yeah. comic book. Um, picked it up. Uh, really dug the first issue. Second issue is kind of whatever for me. But the world, the universe they're building is something else. Oh, so awesome. uh, I, I'm there with you guys to recommend it. Because I, I believe you're reading it too, Carlos. Yeah. The first no, and I, yeah, I dug I dug them both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the world. It's really it just it's so compelling the way they have the society set up. Yeah, and so what's going on in that world and that yeah. plague? Cool. That's the big draw for me is yeah. just 
I, I, it's almost like where I'd like to see them take an X-Men book. Definitely. Kind of Hickman's X-Men are too far now. I, I think that would be a bit of a regression for them. For sure, for sure. Yeah, the yeah. world in that 20XX is, it's, it's cool. cool. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Dang, yeah, that's about it for me, man. Troy, man, yes, that's sir. intense. That's huge. That's fun. Well, that's so about it. I just got all this stuff. <laughs> that's about it. That's about it. Not <laughs> but if you want to check out that Idris Elba Green Lantern, yeah, yeah. hit her up our Instagram. Check us out. Troy tossed a photo up there, and yeah, it's uh, with a great uh, tribute also to uh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, KB, man, yeah. all day. That's my dude. Yeah, right. Yes, sir. Yeah, that yeah. was, that was yeah. devastating tragedy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so on that note, <laughs> Sanjay. Oh, geez, no pressure to follow that. Yeah, up. you you've been uh, you've really been. <laughs> working at your nerd room man i've been grinding it's coming along away. yeah man um coming down to it uh just went to pick up some shelves from ikea today um you know it's it's coming along um i should have some pictures up hopefully by the end of this week or next week yeah. um hopefully a nerd room basement tours video Got to yeah. continue that tradition from Troy, who set the bar. Well, you kind of set up your YouTube page. <laughs> that, that might be coming back in the future. Stay tuned, you know. Um, you might be able to see my pretty mug again. Uh, but, you know, I'm glad that you like to teach me Ninja Turtles, Troy. Like, man, I'm telling you, I love that book, too. Like, mm. I want to go back and read everything, just like the world they set up. And yeah. I, yeah, I'm with you. I'm surprised nice. I haven't read that before. And, Solid. Uh, you pick up the first hundred issues and I'll read them off. Because <laughs> I, I, I lent you into it. Yeah, I did, there you I, go. I didn't I strike out. I didn't go 0 for 3 with you. So I, I hit a home you. run on the third strike. Um, but thank you for picking up Jane Silent Bob Reboot. Um, yeah, man. The movie game has been going strong. I've been picking up movies like crazy. Um, so this is a movie that came out only on DVD in Canada. So Troy, down in the States. What or, an odd thing to do. Crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, why do they... Makes no sense. Right? It's like releasing something on VHS. Because DVD is two tiers below. You got 4K, you got Blu-ray, and then you got DVD. Yeah. So it would be like releasing... You miss a digital as well. <laughs> digital doesn't even exist. Okay. None just... of sun... Shh. We like Sanjay not liking digital. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Shh, we got a side game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but besides that, I picked up the Terminator Steelbook. Uh, the new Terminator Dark Fate. Haven't seen it yet, but the Steelbook is amazing. Um, yeah, take it's a one look. of the nicest Steelbooks I've ever seen. Oh, man, the Terminator franchise. Like, I just want him to keep going for the Steelbook game. Is it embossed? <laughs> uh, no, no, it's oh. it's a flat. Nice. It's a flatty, but uh, it, it's good. And uh, what else did I pick up? I picked up, like, a ton of movies. And, you know, I'm trying a blank right now, but... Uh, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep, that's oh, right. Know. Yeah, Doctor Sleep. So I, I checked that out, um, picked that up. That's my 25th Stephen King film that I own. That's sweet. Right? Uh, so just thinking, like, what is your guys' all-time favorite Stephen King film? Just, like, round table, off the top of your head. Never seen a one because I'm too scared of you, all of them. Well, you've probably seen, like, Green Mile. Oh, yeah. Green Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Redemption. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 Green Mile's good. Green Mile. I just watched that not too long ago. It's so good. Yeah. But, like, when I hear Stephen King, I hear scary. Oh, which, for sure, right? Not for me. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Carlos? I'll get disowned if I don't say it. Chapter yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> but that, it's a it's a cool movie. That so. is cool. It's really good. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Shawshank, man. That's yeah. what, that's like one of my all time favorite movies. Nice, yeah, man, definitely. Nice. Well, I'm gonna go Shining. Um, nice. That's like one of the best yeah. horror movies. And so this movie's a sequel, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. a sequel, and like when I saw it, like I was like, why the hell are you making a sequel to The Shining? Like one of the greatest horror films of all time. Like this doesn't make sense. So I kind of just like punked on it, and then everyone that's seen it is like, dude, you gotta check it out. Like it's really good. Um, I went into it with no expectations and I saw it and I loved it. And Stephen King, you know, he hates the shining movie. He said like, that's not my vision of the shining. Stanley Kubrick kind of like changed it up. He saw this and then he came back and he's like, okay, like I understand the movie version of the shining now. 
which like is from crazy. the 70s. So is this yeah. one a sequel to the movie or to the book? Uh, to the movie. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah. the book is like, a se- it's a sequel for the book, but then they like change it to make it a sequel to the movie. Okay. Yeah. 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 So they like, recreated some of the shots from the original movie. Nice. So... Yeah, because who did this movie? Uh, what's his name? Joe Dante? So he's been doing, I think it's Joe Dante. Oh, I or I could have just made up that name. Like, <laughs> well, Dante's the real guy, but I don't yeah. think it was him that made the movie. But yeah, I know the director was saying that he fought really hard because he loves mm. both the Doctor Sleep book, but then the original Kubrick Shining mm. movie. He did... And, uh... Oh, sorry, go ahead. And so the movie Doctor Sleep is almost like a hybrid love letter to nice. both. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. nice. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I, I'm, I'm sad that I missed it in theaters. Uh, people like saying like, you know, just seeing the Shining in theaters... Ready Player One, like that one scene where they go to The Shining and that like that little cutaway scene, like I love that in theaters. So like the fact that I missed this, I'm kind of sad because, but I thought it was gonna be terrible. So that just goes to show, keep an open mind. You never know, it could be good. So yeah, that's that, that's, uh, that's my weekend nerd. Um, from Sunny Steelbooks. From Sunny Steelbook, <laughs> you know, pick up that T-shirt. Every T-shirt you buy, the Man of Steel books comes with a free autograph. Speaking picture. of which, <laughs> so <laughs> T Public. Um, shout out to T Public because, well, I guess I don't know. I ordered something to come before and it didn't show up, and yeah. then they sent me a reorder, and then the actual order showed up. So I've got oh. two Sunny Steelbook Man go. of Steel nice. book shirts. Sweet. So you can give one away if you want, or you can keep both, or give one to the to the wife. Or... I, I think we should do. Uh, let's do a like little uh, package here. Okay. We're gonna do like a little, little like a little what's it called contest. I'm okay. struggling with the English language here. Yeah. So okay. I totally forget what this is about. <laughs> so this is this is news to me. All right. So <laughs> what we're gonna do? So I ordered some steelbooks from the U.S. and digital only works in the U.S. So unfortunately, this contest is only open to U.S. listeners. So Perfect. I'm sorry, all my Canadian listeners. I'll have something for you in the future. Don't worry. Don't get your panties in a twist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so for our American Yankees down south, um, so we're gonna do a little contest. So when we um, put the Twitter or the tweet out of this episode, make sure you like it, uh, retweet it, and if you do that, you'll be entered into the contest, and the winner will get a Sunny Steelbooks t-shirt, a digital copy of Joker, and a digital copy of the Jane Silent Bob reboot, fresh off my hands, that Troy and Sanjay have both touched. <laughs> <laughs> nice! So that's a, that's a three-part um, prize. Is That's what they call it? Prizes? Sure. Yeah, so... Americans, you know, maybe maybe I should drop my Canadian accent um, so that they can listen to this. But Americans, like, retweet this, and you could be entered into win this. This would be literally the biggest thing we ever do. The That's biggest thing. <laughs> this is the biggest giveaway in the nerd room history. That's just pretty epic. And it's sunny. Awesome. The Man of Steel books. I threw up an image up on our Twitter, and uh, yeah, it's a bit. I've had to add a little bit of input into that. I'd say. And I, um, yeah, oh, it, you know, if, look, if you win the T-shirt, you will get a picture of all four of us wearing a T-shirt. That T-shirt and nothing else. Well, that assumes that you're gonna buy. Two more, three more t-shirts. <laughs> and maybe you want to rethink jumping into the... <laughs> well, no, we'll just like one person wear it, then take it off, and the other person wear it and take it off, and we'll just like pass it's it It's just around. like a lot of work for me. <laughs> the poor person that gets it would be like, I'm the fifth person to wear this shirt. <laughs> Why am I just it's wearing a shirt? It's got sweat on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's collectible one, sweat, okay? One whole podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so there it is, guys. I'll make sure to put that back up and reiterate that and state that on, on Twitter, too, so you can get that a retweet and a like. Yeah. Uh, on make our, it more uh, great because i kind of like stuttered through that so like use your like timisms to make it like more like regal I can and like do that. royal i can do be that. like hear ye hear ye all thee who listen <laughs> speaking about being <laughs> side tangent kid story 
my daughter this weekend, we were at a wedding and she saw a cab and she says, oh, we can't go in cabs. And we're like, why? That's for royalty. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, what? <laughs> no, it's not for, it's for literally anyone. Yeah. That's amazing. That's awesome. So, anyways, Carlos, man, you've been, had a pretty heavy statue week last week or two weeks ago. Are you, the, yeah, the last couple weeks yeah, in a row. It's, it's been intense for you. Is that pace kept up? Uh, No. Be- because <laughs> thank of- god for your wallet <laughs> yeah so because of the last couple of weeks uh, it was a pretty light uh collectible week for me but the one thing that i did get was super special and i absolutely adore it is my 1989 118 scale diecast batmobile for Ooh. my man tim Ooh. so in the reorg of the nerd room tim found this 118 batmobile uh bequeathed it to me and i all honesty i didn't know if i had it or not like i knew i had a version of it in this (laughs) in the cylinder and i couldn't get it out of the cylinder because it was like this special packaging and i kind of gave it a try and i was like i can't do this without wrecking it get the one tim gave me home and they were different so the the car that tim gave me was different than that one and i was like you know what in the spirit of tim and his unboxing i'm taking this one out of the box yeah and i absolutely adore it like amazing twice not once but twice my wife caught me is playing with it and humming the Danny Elfman Descent into Mystery track from the 89 score. Oh, that's amazing. And There's worse things your wife can catch you doing. So. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's not the worst thing she's caught me doing for sure. So it's when he's dressed up as Batman. <laughs> no, I'm Batman. No, I am. Starting with yeah. yeah, and so if you want to check it out, hashtag Shelf Sunday. Yes. It was... Yeah. And by far, that was the vehicle out of all the Batmobiles I posted that everybody threw some love yeah, at. So, nice. yeah, I'd... I'm glad you enjoyed it. That's like my favorite thing about giving stuff away. And as I call through things here, it's like if someone can enjoy this that much in their collection, then it deserves to be there because it literally sat in a in a cupboard for five years. Oh man, <laughs> I, when when you say enjoy it, so I have it on that kind of shelf that sits under the posters as you're coming down my landing yeah. into the back cave, and like. Every time I come up and down the stairs, like sometimes the machine guns will rotate on and then <laughs> or like the canopy will open and it'll be that way until I come back downstairs and <laughs> that's amazing. I, I might, I might go, shields open every once in a while when I walk by it, but yeah, I, I dig it. And I just, it's so funny because that other one has sat on my shelf for years and like I was saying, when you gave me that one, you can't really enjoy it because it's yeah. in like this plastic tube and stuff. But uh, for everything that that one is, I didn't, lo- I haven't loved it nearly as much as this one that you gave to me. Oh, so awesome! It was wicked. And then, yeah, aside from that, uh, Mrs. and I finished The Witcher. Nice, ah. nice. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Like, if anybody's gonna jump into watching it, just know that it's not linear. And so, we kind of had a inkling from doing a bit of reading up on it before the show aired but despite knowing that it was still kind of confusing with where the timelines go and whatnot but ultimately it was a really solid show one of the better fantasy straight to air shows that i've seen out there not quite and video game too right because you know video game shows movies they struggle yeah it's it's not bad do you need to watch the show or the the game do you need to play the game to understand this no neither one of us has played the game and yeah we both were able to honestly it's just the timeline thing and there's a couple times that it throws you in because Cavill as Geralt, his look is so stable throughout the entire show 
that it's hard to gauge that he's not passing time the same way everybody else is or okay. that some of the stuff that he's doing is in the past and some right. of it is in the future because mm-hmm. his look doesn't really Because they usually give them like a cut or something so you can tell when yeah, they are. Yeah, color palette or something, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no no mustache or anything to tell me where Henry Cavill's at. But, uh, no, overall, I really liked it. Looking forward to season two. Nice. And, yeah, it was cool. And then just by fluke, given the Super Bowl commercials, but uh, I was looking, I wanted something different to read and I decided to jump into Tom King's The Vision. And nice. it was awesome. I killed cool. it in like not even two days. Nice. I ironically finished watch, reading it Sunday morning and then the Boom. Super Bowl with Ooh. WandaVision showed up. So yeah, it was an awesome read. I highly recommend it. And it was classic Tom King in that it's very uh, perspective driven from he'll pick one of the characters in it and tell that issue from their perspective. And uh, when huge things happen, you have a really neat vantage point that you don't get from a lot of other writers. So yeah, it was, it was awesome. a good one. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm glad you're enjoying that Batman. And uh, to get on to my, my weekend nerd here, guys, it was a doozy. <laughs> I Sit got back, guys. Get I got seriously itchy this weekend, and there's cream ha- for that. Yeah, I know. And I found it in the form of plastic. <laughs> Once I got the the store shelf, you're almost done. Everything opened last week. We talked about it. We detailed it last week a bit, and I've really narrowed. I've got down to where I'm happy with my collecting rules, and we're gonna have an episode on that here in the future, guys. What our collecting rules are as far as our focus and what we what we do what we collect and how we kind of cut lines so black series marvel legends you know you guys know that i've cut it to just mcu black series i'm doing ot sequel trilogy and mando that doesn't sound like it's cutting down a lot but maybe a little bit but that allowed me to focus and really told me what i need i skipped out on the archive line because i got all those figures inbox i'm an inbox collector and now that I have set up boundaries with what I open, I didn't open any orange cardback black series or blue cardback. Those original runs, those to me need to be in package. They're kind of that I first go at these, but any red cardbacks I opened. But it now makes the archive line pretty valuable to me because a lot of the figures they put out in there were either orange cardback or blue cardback black series figures. So I grab. IG-88 and Bosk off Kijiji. No, ain't no shame, man. <laughs> 20 bucks a piece. Beautiful deal on that. I got the Yoda off Amazon for 20 bucks, And then I was like, okay, you told me this before, and I believe you told me this too, Carlos, that those Return of the Jedi Luke Walmart exclusives were stacked so deep up north. And I've seen them before, so I went back up there. Okay, they're 34 bucks. I know what my focus is now. I'll get it. I get there, 19 bucks, half off. Yeah, man. That's a danger discount for going to Northland Walmart. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> that place is desolate. Oh, yeah, it's There's rough. nothing there except for prom dress shops. <laughs> and it's yes. Walmart. That's all that's there. It's a dead mall. It's crazy. Yeah. So this figure is awesome. And then I zipped over with my daughter to Toys R Us. Her and I went on a little side hunt together. Love it. I found the Red Skull 10th anniversary Marvel Studios figure, 13 bucks. Mm. What? So this has swappable heads so you can make Hydra soldiers out of it, which is unreal. So I grabbed that, no problem. If there's two, I would have grabbed both. And then I also grabbed, and I had just this amazing moment with my daughter. We were walking by the Funko Pops, and I saw the new Darth Vader Lights and Sounds Funko Pop. And I kind of had this like, oh, and I snatched it and I looked at her and I said, this is a huge find. And she goes, 
puts the high five up and we do a high oh, five sweet oh, oh man dude. and then we got home and i'm pulling it all apart and she goes we found a good one didn't we and i was like oh like the sharing that moment yeah. it is ridiculous because i saw it and i thought it was the only one but there's like eight there <laughs> but it was also on sale half off Ooh, nice. yeah so absolutely incredible it was gotta go pick one up for yourself troy uh, yeah you do boy yeah you do it is it's 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 a it's great pop it's that black case pop chrome finishes on it it it's awesome it's staying in box a lot of the Funkos are coming out but this one's specifically staying in it looks very similar i got the kylo ren earlier the kylo ren was also there so very pleased with those and then last but not least guys on the collecting side of things i've been debating i consulted with troy i consulted with kyle and Corey as well about a deal i had kind of going on in the background on kijiji so i'm i'm slowly putting stuff up on kijiji for trade mostly and a dude had posted that heavy infantry Mando figure up for trade only. And he wanted the Revan figure, the Black Series Revan, car, red card back, number 34. And I was contemplating, should I just, he wanted straight up trade for that. And I said, do, do I do this? Is this enough? I'm getting the value out of the Revan. And all my consultations and everyone said, hell yeah, do it. <laughs> and so I met this guy in a parking lot, did the old, you know, action figure plastic drug deal through the window. And uh, I walked away with that heavy infantry toy. It's a Toys R Us exclusive up here. Mando figure, super pleased with the trade. My only hesitation on that was if at some point Lucasfilm decides to do a Revan, right? In and make them. I guess the name I think is canonical, but I don't know if the the look, right, or the actual figure or character yeah. is canon. So I was worried that maybe someday they do that, and this figure goes from it's probably about a sixty dollar figure right now. It goes up to you know a two hundred dollar figure, which is never gonna happen, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so everyone that I talked to was like, "Yeah, do it." So I did it. <laughs> so that that capped out my week. Absolutely mm. insane week. In, in collecting this is the most plastic i bought in a long but to be honest with you guys between trading and deals i spent just over a hundred dollars not bad at all man. and like that that's crazy and all that money too was from selling stuff so it's like it's it's worked really well and i'm super pleased with this weekend crazy weekend nerd and i also got to some comic reading yeah. thor number two Ooh. Oh. i haven't done it yet i haven't oh. done it yet i yeah. won't spoil anything yeah yeah gold man yeah. i love this series oh. I, I per as per your guys recommendation i went back and got one and then I read two last yes. night, and I read Star Wars number two as well, which is great. Halfway through. Yeah. I love... It's so long. Can you hear the voices? Like, yes. When I'm, I'm like, that's Lando. Especially, that's Chewie. Especially that's... Lando. I can oh. just hear... All I can hear is Billy. I was laughing. He dropped the mic. Would he talk his way out of yeah. that whole ship ordeal? Then uh. literally dropped like his headset? Yeah. I was like, my dude. Oh, <laughs> I was laughing out loud by myself. It's, it's great. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. It was... Uh, yeah, great week. Comics, yeah. collecting. Sounds like... And the thing I like about listening to everyone here, too, is it's so diverse mm -hmm. like everyone has their own little niche doing their own little thing and filling like every corner of collecting which yeah. is just awesome awesome guys if you guys out there listening want to tag us on instagram on your hunts and all that we'd love to see what other people are collecting up it can be literally anything you collect whether it's transformers doesn't matter it doesn't be stars marvel or dc it could be rocks it could be stamps. anything stamps whatever coins who yeah, knows that. you know whatever pins, whatever olympic pins uh, fills that space buttons <laughs> Marbles, Puzzles. man. Bring back the marbles. Yeah, marbles. Pogs. 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 Yeah. If you're collecting pogs out there, we want to see You're that. hardcore. Hardcore, yeah. yeah. Sure. Sticking with the line, man. That's commitment. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have one thing to do before we get onto some of this news, guys. We got to declare a winner. Now, 
we had some discussion before we started recording, and Sanjay doesn't look overly impressed here because <sighs> there's there's an inevitability here, guys. We have to declare a winner here. We're, we're yeah. already a month into 2020. Well, I think it's, it's time. Over yet? It's, I mean, it's time. <laughs> I feel like Jumanji two, three, and Frozen two could make a combined 100 million. But my my opinion is that we should have capped Avengers. No one here is in favor of that except for you. Okay, here's the Ooh. thing. Did your mom ever talk to you about being a sore loser? Here, here's the thing, okay, because I feel like I'm getting a little bit of a double hit here. Because when we did this the first year, we threw out Avengers. So I didn't get any Avengers love on that side. Because, but we learned our lesson. Because we Black, learned our lesson, but then Troy Black, got Black, the... Black Panther proved that whole lesson. It was it's the, high, the second highest grossing MCU film. How could we have ever predicted that? <laughs> so then Troy, you know, he gets the Avengers. And here I am left in the dust. So I'm just saying that I think, we, you know, like you back in the day... They used to have in, in hockey fantasy. They used to cap Wayne Gretzky's numbers in the eighties because they were like so far ahead of everything. Was fantasy a thing in the eighties? Yeah, man. What? Yeah. They capped his numbers. Yeah, so crazy. You couldn't pick Wayne Gretzky. You had to pick either his goals or his assists. You couldn't just take him by himself. So I feel like we should have done that. Like, okay, Troy, you could take Avengers, but it's only like East Eastern United States. Or Western United States. You're going to pay for the box office mojo (laughs) membership so we can actually get the. I know, it's terrible. The fact that IMDb bought box office mojo and now you have to get the pro subscription to get a lot of the details that you used to get for free. Yeah. It's garbage. Yeah, Yeah. it sucks. But speaking of garbage, let's go back to cap. (laughs) I feel like 750 million is a fair cap. Because if we cap it at 750 million, I win. And that's like the tipping point. But you never know because my argument against that would be you got a Joker movie yeah. that I thought was going to make, like I was we hoping could, would make $175 million. I My prediction was $150 million yeah. Well, we could, we could cap the Joker at $750 million as well. Like let's just cap all the movies at seven hundred fifty. I think okay. that should be like a steady cap because then it, it throws things too in balance. The next Avengers film will cap. Oh, yeah. The next Avengers film will cap. <laughs> and you know who's going to take it? Me. <laughs> we're gonna cap this hey, at 200 million <laughs> let's think you we would have had the same conversation about a star wars film yeah. right yeah pre-solo yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's true yeah so yeah. That, and that was part of the reason we didn't throw anything out the following year because yeah. we it was our first year we thought we were being smart like okay let's take we know infinity war is gonna be the biggest film domestic film yeah. of the year and lo and behold black panther was like we, we did not see well. that coming so taking black panther you're out yeah. <laughs> but the other thing too is that like despite infinity war or sorry endgame staying in you only lost by a hundred million, $100 million. Yeah. i know so right there, super man. close that's what i'm saying we need to cap it a hundred million off <laughs> it's not but, a completely like, arbitrary number the 750 <laughs> right troy, troy wins this year so there, here it is troy the oh, golden nice. spidey awesome. is coming across the table i'm gonna oh. take a knee during this presentation <laughs> just call me sanjay kaepernick <laughs> but you sanjay and we, yeah. we actually talked this through in detail is that you had the whole thing like oh we're gonna pause here for a minute you did make up 50 million dollars in the last couple of weeks. So there's still time. I don't think there's so. There's going to be like another re-release Frozen 2 is going to have another sing-along edition. <laughs> I don't know if that's happening. If I win the lottery of like 500 million bucks, I'm spending 100 million just on like Frozen tickets just so I can be trolling. Just for that golden sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. Disney's I'll sell like, it to all you. right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the principal, Troy. You shall not get that money. <laughs> Disney needs it. I would love it if with re-releases, <laughs> if you actually make up that 100 million dollars, then it'll be like the Astros World Series win. Yeah. yeah. We're, yeah, 
Commissioner Tim is going to have to make a decision. <laughs> what do I do here, guys? Yeah. You guys might have to have a playoff. Just I'm pick just two random movies <laughs> in April. It's like, it's like the shootout. Yeah. Right? I'm going to come into Troy's house. I'm going to take that golden spidey when you least suspect it. Okay, what's your security code? Yeah, I was wondering the other day. I was, I was rearranging some stuff, and I'm like, something's missing. <laughs> It's the trophy, but uh, yeah. you know, I got a nice spot for it. Yeah, I'll give you a nice spot for <laughs> it. <laughs> Seemingly a permanent resident. We'll see this year. We'll see this. This year's an interesting year. Yeah, this year's gonna be great. Do you guys have any regrets? Like looking back, they like None, I wish ever. I, I never have any. Regrets. No regrets. No, I should have taken Dune. Dune. Yeah. Well, oh, for this one right now. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. I can't it's a really release say time. Until... I, I'm a. Yeah. I'm thinking Top Gun. I, the fact that that thing didn't get picked out of 20 films, I'm guaranteeing it's going to be a top 20 grossing film this year. I know. I basically picked my kids over my wife with that one. Because I, <laughs> I actually had like a... I, I did a Jay Feaster style where I actually had like every single movie knowing that there was no I chance. wouldn't be getting them, right? Yeah. And just worked the list. Yeah. And then that was... Top Gun was way ahead of Birds of Prey on my list. Yeah. But I was just like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. I, then, but sometimes like I would have... I think Wonder Woman, which I took, mm-hmm. probably going to be one of the higher, if not the highest grossing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be that in Black Widow. But mm-hmm. if I had a choice, if you had told me that Wonder Woman had a better chance of grossing higher, I would have chosen Black Widow, even knowing that, because I'd like to cheer for a film that is in my like super space, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so Birds of Prey, it made sense that like for me, yeah. it's like, yeah, you can cheer for this. And then at the end, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still going to do well. No. I think... I don't know. Birds of Prey, and we'll talk about it in a, in a little bit here, has the potential to be really big. Like, it's yeah. a February release. Like, look mm-hmm. at Deadpool. Like, the first one did over $300 million that's domestically. Well, and that's yeah. why I was kind of regretting Dune. That's in November, I, right? It's yeah. December. It's December. That's Christmas release yeah. slot. But his yeah. track record just hasn't been that great for I chose the, the release slot yeah. on that yeah. one. Yeah. Not, yeah. not the film. Well, the yeah. film is going to be, I think, big but it's the only kind of action-ish film that's set in that space totally and that's what i looked at like after we yeah. finished i was just like shoot there's like nothing competing with this thing for fantasy for yeah. action nothing. for yeah. sci-fi like yeah nothing but mm-hmm. there's nothing for blade runner 2049 yeah that was a fantastic when film. did that come out though uh, so December, good. November. It came yeah. out after Comic Con that year. Oh no, it was, uh, was like it October? October, November October? release. Okay, yeah. yeah, this is December. This is produced this is the Aquaman. biggest films of all time, with the exception yeah. of the Avengers films, mm-hmm. like Star Wars, Avatar. Even look at Jumanji, like in that same yeah. space, yeah. right? That's right. That's right. So, but we we've got it. We've got a few months here before actually Birds of Prey. I think is the first one to yeah, start tallying. Yeah. 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 So Carlos, you're probably gonna jump out to an early lead. Yeah. I hope so. Birds of Prey grosses negative thirteen million dollars. Yeah, just posting yeah. losses. Sun- Sanjay and Grace Randolph cheering against me. <laughs> no man, I never cheer against DC. Nah, I have nah. two copies of Jonah Hex. That's why. I, wow. And that's why I love it. <laughs> I had to get the Blu-ray. Yeah. I had to Somebody DVD. get this guy a trophy. Yeah. It's <laughs> not that bad. That's uh, pretty bad. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's skip into some of the news here, and then we got a listen to question to take care of before we start talking about some of these trailers. But I just want to touch on quickly Oscar nominations. There, it's to me, it's pretty much the same as we've seen across the board. Things like Marriage Story and Parasite and all this taking home, or at least some of the nominations here. But again, as we focus in here on the universes, Joker walks away with eleven nominations, and in my opinion, Joaquin Phoenix is more or less a shoe in I would say he's by far the favorite to win Best Actor, and I think this is even in contention for Best Picture. Yeah. It might not get it. Uh, yeah. But... Just saw 1917 the yeah. other day. Whoa. Yeah. Is it good? 
Incredible. Yeah? yeah. Incredible. Yeah. yeah oh, same guy, uh, cinematographer as Blade Runner as well. Oh, okay. Wow. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic for oh. Best Picture. But I, I'm with you, man. Joker's cleaning up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. It's across. Like, they, they had the British Film Awards. Yeah, the BAFTAs. Joaquin, yeah, BAFTA, he walked away with that. Yeah. yeah the Award. Golden Globes. Yeah. Golden Globes yeah. he did. Yeah. So, if you look at trends, it depends if they're looking at bucking the system in some form but i think these votes went in like months ago yeah well and even when when he won the critics society award yeah that was the one that told me that he's got this thing yeah. kind of locked yeah. up right and right yeah Which, there's been a bit of pushback on marriage story so i think some of the academy voters that i thought might go with that one and with adam driver will probably lean towards yeah. joaquin which yeah. is crazy to think that in 2020 for a 2019 film that someone's gonna win for depicting joker like it was fantastic yeah. but it's it just blows my mind, right? It was what mm. ten years ago or so, more than that, that Heath Ledger won that award after his his tragic passing mm-hmm. for playing the same character, and now we're gonna get a best actor award to this potentially. Like, it's I'll be shocked if he doesn't win it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, I I don't know. I I, I think he's gonna win it, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Adam got it. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised, but I'm leaning more towards walking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really liked Adam Driver too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Best Picture. Like I'm with you for 1917. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a performance in 1917 that no. was close to that because no. it was it was more just that was something that was an achievement by the director and his. Yeah. Well, the one shot takes continuously throughout the whole yeah. movie was just. I love it had a bit of that man. um uh bird Birdman oh, kind yeah, of you yeah. know oh wow yeah. have you guys seen uh, Parasite yeah. yeah yeah what do you think. That's definitely gonna win ensemble, yeah, for sure. Foreign, for sure. Oh yeah. I, is it up for best picture as well? Yeah, it should yeah. be. Yeah, it is. I think it's gonna do pretty well. Uh, okay. That's a good movie. Yeah, good movie, man. Yeah, that yeah. one and Little Women are the only one I haven't seen. In fact, yeah. like Jojo Rabbit, the Throne Joker, just last week for me for I've not favorite s- film. Really, I've, I've not seen, seen Jojo. Really see Where did you see it? Yeah. I just, globe. They have the glo- yeah. globe. I think. Yeah, and yeah. it's like oh, they do I think it's kind of yeah. it's pretty quick. Yeah. It gained a lot of momentum, kind of in around the Golden Globes time. Like, yeah. it, like it was out there, but to me, it just started really getting award momentum in the last like month or so. Yeah, like I, I loved it. Like I don't, I know Taika positioned it as like a means of teaching kids about World War Two and the Holocaust, yeah. and I think it's a little too flippant for that. But it's a, it's a powerful just. Very entertaining, very engrossing, very rich, very deep movie, and mm-hmm. it, it's sheer slapstick at times, but then has really profound and powerful messages mm. um, concurrently going on. And Scarlett Johansson, like I think she's great, but I don't think she's ever been anything special in a film. Like I don't think she should have been nominated for Marriage Story, but she's I'll be in this. I'll be upset if she doesn't win. For Jojo Rabbit, so, so you think because that's what I was wondering because I know Laura Dern's for supporting for uh, Marriage Story. Yeah. So you think it's gonna be between those two who wins it? Yeah, and I didn't love Laura Dern in Marriage Story, Same. but uh, like Scarjo is amazing cool. in Jojo Rabbit. She's cool. she's in it enough that I think she there shouldn't be any argument as to whether or not she merits awards consideration, but just the layers and the nuance and the texture and even just some of the dynamic stuff that she does in the movie it's wonderful like there's a scene where she has um a disagreement with her kid and then how she negotiates her way through that without any spoilers is amazing like i was just blown away 
It was ah, that's incredible. great stuff. Yeah, so. well, I and, can't wait to see it. And to the yeah. point, like I saw Taika Waititi on a one of the late night shows when he was doing the rounds for this, and he said he just kind of looked at the camera and he says, "It's ridiculous that I had to make a movie about the Holocaust to teach people about like why this stuff shouldn't happen." Yeah, yeah. in in yeah, 2020 yeah. or wow. 2019. Yeah, and like <laughs> I, I can see, I can see it, and there's been a couple a couple articles that I've read and even a couple interviews with him where it's almost positioned as like, this is your starting point for teaching people about it. And I don't, I don't think it should be that. Um, definitely because it is, it is a bit too aloof. Yeah. But in the context of the movie and how the movie's told it, it's a wonderful reinforcement and it humanizes kind of the general public in Germany Mm -hmm. and kind of, maybe not give you an appreciation, but gives you a perspective as to why they thought the way they did and even how well he positioned the different German characters in it. Yeah. So ScarJo's character is like a a German citizen kind of thing. So she's not at risk of the Holocaust, but it's, it's a side to that population that you don't see in normal movies or don't typically see. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Wow. It's, it's, that's pretty incredible. Like Tyga's had, an incredible few years yeah. as a creator mm-hmm. and you know from big budget to tv to you know oscar type films like it's pretty wild yeah. so it's gonna be interesting like we always like watching the, the oscars and that and kind of commentating around it and troy you've always kind of been the backbone of that discussion love it man yeah it's uh it's it's awesome so if you were to give best actor mm-hmm. like i've not seen most of these films yeah so who are you leaning towards uh-uh. here now? It's so hard because I was totally Joker all the way until Marriage Story. You get more time with Joaquin, but Adam Driver just does something that I, oh man, just absolutely admire. Um, the only thing for me is that what Adam did in that movie, yeah. and he was awesome. Like I, yeah. I love him, but you've seen those type of performances before. Yeah. Whereas with what Joaquin did with Joker, yeah. you've never seen that before, and I don't think you'll see it since. Yeah, there's just something about Adams that felt so real. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. really hard for me to say. I, yeah. I'll say walking because I love that coming out yeah. of the theater was just fantastic. But like I said, it's just it's experience. There's a, there's there's a scene particularly that Adam Driver does when he's arguing with uh, Scarlett Joe that I was just like blown away by his performance. And again, this movie takes the liberty of giving you a lot of like one cut scenes where you, yeah. it's just the camera going and these people are just acting their ass off. And um, yeah, for me, yeah. it was like the best performances. In that movie were like the little ones where he's mm-hmm. like trying to keep himself in check when yeah. dealing with his kid and dealing with the lawyers or dealing with getting shut out of Halloween and trying to compensate That's for right. it and stuff and just just how real his performance That's what I'm saying. was with yeah. that kid. Yeah. yeah. No, he was like I won't be heartbroken if he wins. Yeah. You lean uh, yeah. towards walking for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Awesome. Well, yeah. a couple weeks, guys. A couple ah, weeks. Can't wait to get your popcorn. Here. Is it yeah. a Sunday? Is it Sunday? It's Sunday coming up. Oh, it is this Sunday. Yeah. It's Sunday. Oh, okay. There you yeah. go. I thought it was usually third. Doesn't matter. Oh, this Sunday, yeah, coming yeah. up. So we'll have. Uh, we'll talk about this next week for sure. Yeah, man. Pick it yeah. up here. Yeah. But we got to hit kind of some of the main points here for this week. Super Bowl was this past weekend. I'm not a big football guy or anything Who won, like that. Right? Who won Tim? Kansas City. Didn't you play football growing up? I did. Kansas City ch- chefs, right? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I can like I don't have the the time to sit. I'd rather read a comic book than sit and watch football every Sunday, or get out in the hunt or whatever. But I do make an exception for this one game a year <laughs> because of the trailers. Yes. <laughs> and we were not. There was no disappointment this year in the trailers. We got a Black Widow spot. We're not going to spend much time on this. Short, sweet, to the point. Nothing new here. 
But I think at this point, Black Widow spots are done for me because I'm not. I'm worried they're giving too much away at this stage. Uh, we got a cool look at Taskmaster doing the big <laughs> the shield stomp. Well, spoiler yeah. alert! I haven't seen it. I've I've stayed out of like I've only seen the first trailer of Black Widow because I'm just well, like, you know I, Taskmaster's in it then no you know he has, I don't even know who Taskmaster is oh, Sanjay <laughs> is we he like recommendations next week is he a guy with like a list he's like step one make a list <laughs> step two conquer world step three kill Black yeah, and then he tells he tells Black Widow that midway through the movie ah I know what you're gonna do now <laughs> yeah. but the one we have to talk about from the Marvel side thing here guys is this MCU Disney Plus trailer this was a trailer that ran down. Three of the, I guess, the first MCU-slated Disney Plus series coming, and that is The Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Loki. Super excited for this stuff. We've been anticipating this for a while now. This took me by surprise, having this trailer. And then even today, Mr. Iger, Bobby Iger there, announced on the Disney earnings call that the Winter Cap- the Falcon and the Winter Soldier will be coming out in August. The Mandalorian Season 2 will be coming out in October, and WandaVision being pushed up from 2021 will be coming out in December of this year. So two of these things we're going to talk about right now are debuting in 2020, which is crazy, absolutely crazy. Very excited about this, and then there's that Loki spot at the end. So let's get into this, guys. So this trailer, you you dumped it into the DM before it even showed up on my feed. And so I went to the Marvel Studios (laughs) on Twitter and watched it, and then I was sitting there, and then you commented, oh, just... I was watching the same feed as you because then it popped up on the TV. Oh, yeah. okay. Because I was watching through a box that had uh, the American feed. Um, so I got the American commercials, which was sweet until like two and a half minutes to go. It glitched. And they're like, did Kansas City get that touchdown? And then it glitched. And I was like, what happened? Like, what's going on? And I was freaking <laughs> losing it. So I did get some US commercials, though. Yeah, very nice. Well, we got the trailer here no matter what. And then they debut right on YouTube, Twitter, and all that as they're happening on the Super Bowl. But. Guys, high-level thoughts on this. Or maybe let's just jump right into it here. Let's talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is the first one up. Mm-hmm. Each had about, you know, 10 to 20 seconds of spot time built into this minute-and-a-half trailer or whatever it was. The score off the top is great. I love the red Marvel Studios logo mm-hmm. flipping to the Disney blue, blue yeah. which is pretty cool. And you've got this, like, whoa, kind of this really hyped-up score that underpins all of this. But Falcon and Winter Soldier is what kicks it off. Yeah. And come on. The first scene, pulling the shield out of the tree, yeah. zip yeah. over to Falcon, chucking that thing. Cool. This guy's got super soldier serum in him or what? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, that's what I was wondering. Wow. I want to know how they're going to go across there or how they're going to approach that. Like, just because like the strength, the power set right yeah. now. Sam Wilson's a lot weaker than Cap, so I want to know how they're going to go about that. Maybe towards the end of the show, we'll figure it out. Well, but, can uh, you throw a shield that hard? You're, you're bigger than Sam Wilson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah, so I wonder how that works. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Well, let's, let's try. We'll yeah. record the next yeah, one yeah. in my house. Yeah. 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 Check, yeah. check the, the shield. shield. Yeah, we'll do it outside. Yeah. competition. Yeah, pretty crazy. we got Winter Soldier doing a face-off with Zemo here. we got mm. first good looks at Zemo with that that even that leopard print collar, which looks awesome. U.S. Agent makes an appearance from yeah. the back here. Yeah. Carlos and I touched on him last week and his look. So, Troy, give me your thoughts on this. You know, it was just a couple quick clips. Yeah. It doesn't really give you too much insight into the story, which is great. Mm-hmm. We get our first looks at, at Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes here, haircut and all. Yeah. Not looking like the, the greasy grunge dude anymore. <laughs> He's cleaned up. Sam Wilson, Baron Zemo, 
We've got U.S. Agent maybe pulling a bit from that image that we all saw on the internet last week. What are you thinking about this one? I dig it. Yeah, I'm with you on the score. The score, I oh. feel it. Um, I overall like the look, too. It feels very cinematic. Yes, yeah. extremely. Yeah, definitely, right? It could be on the big screen. So I dig that. I just... um. I just want to see more dynamic. I mean, it's, it's 10 seconds long. I just want to see Bucky and yeah. Sam's chemistry. I know we're going to get a lot of that, but I, you know, for me, it really worked well in uh, Civil War, in yes. the backseat of the car. Oh, so yeah. good. That's yeah. where it all started for me. So I can't wait to see how that plays yeah. out. But all around, I love it. And um, it's cool. Again, going to like the film side of it, it looked really, really nice when they were like flying, when like Falcon was using oh. like his wings. That looked like something out of Winter Soldier. This, this could, you could take this right to the big screen. Definitely. And, Definitely. and I think you could do it with all three of these. Mm-hmm. Now, Sanjay, what did you think of the Falcon Winter Soldier spot here? I loved it. Um, the one thing is at the end, I can't remember if this was for that, but there was the, uh, the suit, they were like in a football stadium. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the U.S. agent. Yeah, yeah, that looked cool, man. Yeah. I'm totally digging this. Like, as you said, it's very cinematic, and some of my favorite movies in the MCU are based in the Cap universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Civil War, Winter Soldier... We love them all, man. Caps my dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm stopping it too. No, <laughs> so yeah, um, I might have to get Disney Plus or at least borrow your password and username for an undisclosed amount of time. We're reviewing this. You got to get it. You got to get it. <laughs> so, okay, maybe, but I need to borrow your username and password first. Well, we'll see what we can do on the side. Maybe we'll trade a couple of Digibooks or something. Digibooks? That's, that's extreme. Not Digibook, Digicodes. Okay, well, here, how about this? I'll pretend to be you, and then I'll come home to your house, and then I'll watch it at your house. You just come over and watch it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> pretend it. It's like you're out of my house. <laughs> Dude, why did your hair grow longer? You've you been tanning? Yeah. <laughs> Carlos, man, we talked about US Agent last week, gave our opinions on that, and we've been talking about the hype for this show for since the beginning of the year. Now, what are you thinking on this one? Oh, you guys have both touch on it just the cinematography it looked of a piece with the winter soldier mm-hmm. and with civil war just the cinematography was on point the the color grading it, it looked like it was just a trailer for the next captain america movie so i 100%. dug that that football scene was cool so that subscribes to our theory that this is who they're trotting out as yeah. far as the u.s government goes and that's juxtaposed with sam being by himself training with the shield so curious to see what they do like you say to compensate for his power set because in the books it's just he's just the falcon with captain america's yeah i feel like he's got juiced up at some point but like they even went as far like even in in the films right like bucky is juiced up as well right Mm -hmm. and so they gotta match that power set like to have a shield like that like i know we're talking about superhero mcu universe here like it was just everyone dead and then they're back and thanos and all this stuff so you know (laughs) we're talking about nitpicking here but i think they gotta at least provide some insight into that definitely they have to especially after seeing what cap is capable of yeah and then you're filling those shoes you yeah, know what though? It might something. it might be cooler is if he's not augmented at all, and he's going up against the U.S. agent who the American government has juiced up. Definitely, and... they've juiced him. So mm-hmm. that that could be a cool dichotomy there, where you have Sam, who's the Just rightful heir to the shield, yeah, like going up against. You know what? We still didn't look up what the heck the U.S. agent's real name is. No, we did not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just had, a, I had this fleeting thought here of there was an arc not too long ago with Nuke. Who's the the big yeah. dude with the face paint? Yeah, the American oh, face paint, yeah. and he kind of goes a bit bananas because he's been juiced up and that, and used and stuck into wars to do certain things. And I feel like that's maybe where they're going with the U.S. agent. 
mm-hmm. is that there's someone that they've they've injected something into, they beefed him up, they trotted him out, but he's have all the maybe PTSD, and then he ends up getting a bit shaky. Yeah, it's been like forever since I read US Agent. Yeah, like I like I was a kid and I remember there was an issue where he like dug up his parents and he yeah. was having dinner with them and stuff. So yeah, it's gonna yeah. be an oddball guy, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks like a war vet from a recent war. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be interesting, man. This is uh, continues to be my most anticipated, and like you guys said, coming off the back end of what we're seeing from a continuity base in the Cap universe, both from look and story, super excited. Yeah. Like this is gonna be absolutely awesome. And then the next one we saw, which got the most screen time in this trailer, which actually shocked me, was One Division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this looks bananas, like <laughs> bonkers, crazy. Multiple settings, 50s, 60s, 70s, all the way up through the 90s. You've got kind of a throwback to that Warden June Cleaver, leave it to Beaver type stuff. Mm-hmm. Full house, Roseanne type at the end here. Mm-hmm. Brady Bunch stuck in the middle. We've got Vision in full makeup. Yeah. Full CGI. Yeah. This is yeah. something that we had speculated that we're going to see none of this. It's going to mm-hmm. be Paul Bettany. And maybe they're just showing off this in the trailer and the most of it's going to be Paul Bettany. Yeah. But big reveals in here. We've got our costume, our original costume. Yeah. Looks like more, maybe more of like a Halloween costume, yeah. something like that. Yeah. We've got her pregnant, marriage, twins. Yeah, you see, it, if you slow it down, you can yeah. see two soothers popping yeah. up, yeah. Um, which is straight out of the comic books here. We're seeing kind of a current Wanda towards the end of the trailer as well. And so I think this pairs well with what we've been talking about for a while. The title is very telling, Wanda Vision. This thing is actually all happening in her head. And this pairs well with potentially going into Doctor Strange. So this one... It looks crazy, unlike anything we've ever seen in the MCU. But Sonny, how are you digging Wait, WandaVision here? So let me let me get this right. So she and Vision had twins? How does that work? And so, please explain the mechanics. In the comics. <laughs> Literally mechanics. Yeah. 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 It's a steam whistle or something. <laughs> in the comics, it's all in her head. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So she can, like, make herself be pregnant? Well, she she kind of was going off the deep end. Not to give too much away, but she kind of went off the deep end. And she kind of conjured all this stuff. Oh. And it's, it's, the, it's the idea behind altered reality as opposed to alternate reality and so she goes into this is the you know this house of m stuff stuff, and you know bendis used wanda a lot Mm -hmm. in his runs and and all that right everything right and so this is something that leads to her power set becoming more and more unstable and one of the catalysts for that and this is the disassembled is when Vision dies. Yeah. Um, yeah. She-Hulk rips him in half. <laughs> yeah. And um, also scaled down the mutants too because the mutant population went down yeah, a lot too. With yeah. That, whole thing. that yeah. was part of paring that down too. But yeah. I, I'm loving what I'm seeing here. So... Yeah. Um, you know, part of, you know, comic book movies and TV shows, you know, not graduating but evolving, this looks like something that probably doesn't have a lot of action in it. It's more character-based mm-hmm. just from what I've seen and that has me excited. You yeah. Know, it'll be like something more like lower not lower stakes but like as i said like less action more character much like much like joker not yeah. like that it's... extreme not r-rated i don't <laughs> think maybe but it's I gonna be it. i think a nice pit stop to develop wanda in a big way where mm-hmm. maybe they don't have the time to do it on the scale inside of a movie to mm-hmm. set her up for something else mm-hmm. to see her character really step forward in the mcu and take up a prominent role maybe as an antagonist in some point mm-hmm. or Which at some point sweet yeah. with Doctor Strange or something like that and so or even a way to bring in the mutants yeah but how you know? are they gonna bring in Magneto because her dad's dead 
Right? Like, yeah, they're. Pro- I doubt they're gonna go down the path of him actually like, being oh, the father. Yeah, it's hard to do. Yeah. You are not the father. <laughs> <laughs> so, Troy, what are you feeling about WandaVision? I, I, I feel it. I mean, I don't really feel like the show's geared towards me, but I mean, I can't mm. knock what I've seen. It yeah. looks cool. Yeah, it definitely looks pretty interesting. Um, this is probably the most excited I've been for this show since mm-hmm. I've seen this clip. Um, I like the throwback to her classic costume. That's yeah. just that's hilarious. And um, yeah, I'm I'm a little more intrigued now this time around. I yeah. I, I want to see if we'll get any surprise prizes too of um quicksilver showing up i won't be surprised if I, he pops up somehow i think there's gonna be a whole slew of cameo appearances of just random stuff Definitely. like dude dropping off the mail is like chris evans or yeah, something right exactly. like yeah. it's gonna be everyone in her mind and i think that's why they announced like darcy's coming back and right. agent Wu's coming back right and it's just these random people from across the mcu they're gonna be in just roles that aren't actually those characters yeah. and that's just because it's all built in her head yeah mm-hmm. and i think that's really cool as well yeah, yeah so definitely. carlos what are your thoughts on this well i thought it was awesome like i i loved everything i saw i i do agree that it's going to be a wanda driven show as opposed to a vision driven mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. um I, I did like i said i ironically just finished that vision series and there was a few little throws to that like there's um the one scene where vision is wearing the plaid shirt that's the same <laughs> yeah. plaid shirt that he plays um football with with his kids and stuff like that and i kind of assumed just hearing the scuttlebutt like that arc was kind of the most popular vision arc that's been out for a while so i yep. assumed that the show would be based on that that's definitely not the case but i think it's probably going to be more interesting because it is going to be driven by wanda so who knows yeah who knows if they're going to use this as a gateway to bringing him back or yeah he's... it's it's a cool way to use the character without stepping too much on endgame and I, th- I think it's great that they've gone full vision in it too. Yeah. I don't know how much that's going to be throughout the whole series, but they've spent the time and the effort to make them look film accurate, yeah. right? It's yeah. not like a 50% version of vision, yeah. which is great. So, and then the last thing we see here is, is Loki, which was a surprise to me. Mm. Um, this is the shortest clip of them all and doesn't give you much details, but there is one nice little, little tiny Kind of throw to uh, the the time variant authority in here. We've got Loki sitting in a jumpsuit, so he's gonna burn this place down in just fine Loki form. I love the voice and the character that Tom Hiddleston embodies when it comes to Loki. But if you look on his chest, he's got a TVM or TVA time variant authority, which is in the Marvel comic book universe is a group of people that are keeping track of things that are going on, people screwing with time and all that. Mm. And it seems like he's been captured by this group in some capacity. And so that kind of gives a nod to the idea that Loki's going to be jumping through not only space, but also time, mm. which is going to take some explaining. Mm-hmm. Maybe he goes and nabs the time stone in some capacity mm. as well, because the space stone isn't a time thing. It's a space thing, right? So you can go from place to place as Thanos using it, but you can't use it to jump time. So they have to have an explanation in there, which I'm sure they've thought about. Yeah. And bringing in the, the time variant authority here. Ah, this show is another one I'm super excited about. It is, again, that skewed timeline that we do see from Endgame, which is really cool. But it's going to be a nice way to bring Loki in without hurting Infinity War and the implications for what happens there between him and Thanos. Yeah. So, Carlos, man, Loki, is this uh, is this rising up for you on uh, anticipation level? Yeah, I'm curious to see where they take it. Mm-hmm. I hope they do some cool things with the Time Variant Authority and maybe they can use it as a backdoor means of cleaning up some of those yeah. time timeline and time stream and variant time stream 
questions that people had with Endgame. Like, I, I, as much as I loved Endgame, that was one of the things that yeah. I was like, well, that, that doesn't quite jive with the logic that you've put forth. So it could be a neat way of doing that. Like, I, I really liked Time Cop when it came out, so I'm glad that John claude Van Damme <laughs> is coming <laughs> back with the uh, Time Variant Authority. But yeah, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that'd be but great. no, like, Owen Wilson, I guess, yes. is a character, so I yeah. assume that he'll be some form of the yeah. the time cop wow <laughs> that will be through time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, i'm here for it like a sunny i think the brown boycott is gonna have to be over on disney plus <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah maybe it's... we should just like share one <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically right yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's fine it's pretty cheap man you can get it for like nine bucks a month yeah. <laughs> so what i'll do is i'll get it for one day watch everything cancel it and get it you just must yeah, keep it for the month. So with that though, will Loki bring you into Disney Plus? If WandaVision and Falcon you've you're boring off us, can Loki drive you into this? Um based on what you saw here for based few seconds? On, um I would have to see more. Honestly, I'd probably be more likely just I know this gonna sound crazy, just to like pick it up on like blu-ray or something this stuff's not going to blu-ray dude <laughs> it will it will netflix no. comes to blu-ray yeah but disney plus is trying to drive subscribers man they're not going to put it in another form i don't know we'll see so they'll have to eventually it'll everything comes to blu-ray i don't think so i don't think this stuff's going to blu-ray are we gonna have a bet if like it comes to blu-ray you're gonna have to buy it wearing a blu-ray or something your <laughs> <laughs> bet's always gonna be wearing some sort of clothing <laughs> So I'll Dude. bet you I'll bet I'll buy it for you if it comes out on Blu-ray. Oh, okay. And if it doesn't, what do I have to do? I don't know. You buy me an action figure. When are we gonna ever know? <laughs> yeah, it's coming out next year. I but I'm swear. so certain that like, I don't even want anything in return. That I will buy it for you if it comes out on Blu-ray. Okay, dear Bob Iger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about bootleg Blu-rays? You never said anything about those. No, not happening. <laughs> Flea market shit. <laughs> you go to the comic expo where they're selling like the TV versions of like the Justice League pilot and stuff like that, <laughs> right? Yeah. The Aquaman VHS. pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Troy man yeah Loki you digging this you know what I'm gonna be that guy I'm I think I'm Loki'd out yeah I think I've had my fair share of Loki um the only thing that actually has my interest is this time aspect yeah. um I've been hoping that we're gonna get uh, Kang the Conqueror yeah somehow in some form um mm-hmm. I think it'd be really cool this would be the opportunity to bring him but for Loki you know what I mean? But for Loki, I'm just kind of like, yeah. Like, I loved him in the movies. I thought he was great. I think his arc was fleshed out pretty well enough mm-hmm. to the it's point here arc. where I'm just like, yeah, all right. I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah. I was thinking the very similar thing. And if you go back in podcasts, I probably said it too, that I think that the Loki arc is complete. It's done. Yeah. You don't need to do any more of it. He's They've worn out that Thor-Loki thing, the back yeah. and forth. Is he good? Is he bad? Heart of gold? Not. He's kind of an anti-hero villain sometimes. Yeah. I'm okay with that arc ending, but I like the idea of them using this as a backdoor way to introduce Kang the Conqueror into the MCU Mm. and bring him in in that aspect and have him interact, and then Kang becomes a villain. I hope so. There's something there that you can use one of your best villains to introduce what could potentially be your next big bad, right? Definitely. To, To scale things up, and it's a cool way to do it and give time, pun intended, time to explain some of this stuff. Right, it's hard to have a whole movie about explaining timelines and variances and this. Like they kind of rush through an endgame, Mm -hmm. but this could allow you to expand the the MCU, the multiverse, if you will, in a way that can be explained episode to episode. So they can have that 
that discussion and that dialogue around what's happening as opposed to just saying, we're going to rush through this and set up some rules, but maybe we'll bend them a little bit. Maybe we won't. It's kind of cool. The time variance authority too also brings a neat aspect to how they can really clamp down on it. Mm -hmm. So very interesting stuff coming out of the MCU. Super hyped about everything that they showed there. And we've got two shows coming this year and Loki will follow not too soon after or not too far after in 2021. Now, guys, to close out this episode, we got to talk a bit about Birds of Prey. This is you gotta uh, say the full title every time we mention Birds of Prey. You gotta say the full title. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. All right, let's go. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. There it is. I'm not saying that again. <laughs> but where are you guys sitting at? So we've we've seen a lot of trailers. We've done some trailer reviews for this. There was a short spot that I texted the guys here. I said that spot did it for me. Like I was always into this, but for whatever reason. It just kind of amped me up. I don't know if it's because we're on the doorstep of it or what. It just felt like, yeah, this is this looks awesome. I'm really into the diversification of of the DC extended universe or DC film universe. What do we were calling the it? Post-crisis post-crisis DC. Yeah. DC, <laughs> DC filmverse, as we dubbed it last week. And just seeing the characters, the interaction, the dynamic here, and how crazy this looks. I'm I'm really excited to watch this film this weekend, and I want to know where you guys hype level at. Coming off the back end of all these trailers of the success of the Joker, even this being a pseudo sequel to Suicide Squad, but also in the post crisis DC film universe, Troy, how are you feeling about Birds of Prey right now? Ah, <sighs> still the same, man. I'm yeah. still like. No, I like the way, if it's the one I saw, I like the uh, the score. I like the music yeah. a lot. And I felt that was very fitting for what we got. I'm just still the dude that's like, man, I, Harley's cool. She's dope. But can you show me more of the angels, I will, I will say, basically, the Charlie's angels? Because it's like, all I'm getting is Harley. I want to know more about... Um, uh, Black Canary. I mean, obviously we have her on the CW, but I want to see the Huntress. Like, this is the Huntress' first time live action on the big screen. Like, let me see what their character is all about. So, gotta go to the movie, man. I gotta yeah. go to the movie, but I mean, you're selling me a movie that's called Birds of Prey, and then yada 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 Harley Quinn, <laughs> and it's like that's cool. We all know Harley Quinn, but like this is your chance to open up the floodgates and like let us know about these other characters that you potentially want to sell toys of and clothes of and merchandise. So. Let them talk. Let me hear what they got to say. Yeah, there was that yeah. one, like, roll call trailer that they did. Like, The Huntress and Black Canary. Yeah, that little, yeah, Harley yeah, Quinn. yeah. And so that yeah. gives you some of that insight. Yeah. And I agree with you, coming from the periphery of this fandom, it's, it's a bit more difficult. Yeah. But I'm going for the craziness, the wildness yeah. of what this could be. Yeah. And right now, I, I agree. I have no clue who these other characters are. <laughs> like, none. And is that dampening my anticipation it kind of excites me actually to see like okay what could be here yeah but i do feel you on that that it's it's more difficult because i don't know did i feel any different going to guardians of galaxy i guess i knew those characters yeah but i feel like they gave us a cool broad spectrum of them too yeah we got to see a bit of Groot. we got to see star lord you know flipping the bird a little bit we got to see like we got to see a bit of everybody that was like who are these characters like i didn't know much about the guardians but i was like who are these guys like i want to know more i thought i was was so intrigued here i'm like i could miss the huntress on the blink for night yeah so interesting yeah sonny what are you what are you you feeling about birds Uh, of prayer now well i think like Part of the reason they might be doing that is I think they're trying to like set up this like side like Harley universe mm-hmm. and like mm. Harley's kind of like the main draw right so it's kind of like in BVS when they had like Batman 
Superman, and then like here's like a tease of Wonder Woman. Okay. And then like Wonder Woman spins off into her own film. I'm thinking that's what this is. It's like Harley's a draw, so it'll be like Harley, Harley, Harley. Here's the other characters, and then the next film, they'll get Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, and then okay. Harley will kind of be removed, and it'll just be like Harley will go off and do her own side so adventure. Boosted them up. Yeah, okay. exactly. Like, yeah. That's that's my thinking. Will it be correct? I don't know. Probably not because I don't know anything about. But you're a DC guy. You should be all optimistic about this. Oh no, I am like optimistic, okay. but okay. I, I just don't know if that's like what their game. Oh, okay, is. gotcha. Um, mm. My hype level for this, honestly, it's it's really high. Um, just seeing all the trailers and that seeing that the DC universe is continuing and the Suicide Squad universe is continuing, um, we get to see Margot Robbie return as Harley Quinn. I thought, you know. Whether you like Suicide Squad or not, Harley Quinn for me stole the show. Well, she Her- seems to be loving this role too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Like and she's producing this, and she's coming back in Suicide Squad with James Gunn. So to see another Harley movie, I mean, I don't read Harley comics, you know, um, but I like I like the episode I saw of the animated series, and I just like you know the character and like what she what she's about. She's like zany, she's wacky, she's fun. Um, she's a hero now, I guess. Um, <laughs> Anti hero. Yeah. Um, so I'm super hyped for this. Uh, the reviews, whatever, you know, sometimes I jive with them. Sometimes I don't. So it's all good if they're bad, but it's all good if they're good. It just makes it even better. I mean, it's been overly positive <laughs> yeah. from what I can well, tell. It's yeah. been overly positive, but, uh, by the time you guys, um, listen to this, you'll get to see the critics scores, yeah. but like they've just been social media reactions so far. Yeah. Which are usually fairly positive, but mm-hmm. I also find somewhat honest. I think that in those we can't say anything, but it's like, this is really good, but there's some slow parts and all that. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of that. You know, your your house must be to 12 right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's insane. It is absolutely insane. Like, I'm so glad that, like, kind of dance and school projects and all this kind of stuff is at a very high level. Yeah. That we can't be going to the mall all the time and buying <laughs> crap. Speaking and, of which, like, I did see new stuff. Birds of Prey t-shirts at Hot Topic, and they had guys ones there, too, just a heads up. Oh, thanks, man. I'm just <laughs> rocking the. the uh, I got a squad right now, that's from, but yeah. Uh, the Jim Lee, yeah. Squad, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, the, the hype level in my house is insane. For my youngest, my oldest yeah. has like the the protest pout going on. Like, oh, I don't want to see this. So, <laughs> I was there from the beginning, like ride or die with Henry Cavill kind of thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, she's going bananas and like her hype i almost i'm almost apprehensive to say what my hype level is because it's just buoyed so much yeah. by her anticipation and yeah there's which no... is awesome that yeah. that you have that within your house that like that hype is building on with your your daughter and all that for a film that is like this which is i don't know, i think that that speaks to the broad spectrum of people this is pointing at Oh, totally. Like, and it's, it's interesting just looking at like over their shoulders at their social media and yeah, there's a bit of negativity kind of in those conventional fan spaces. And it's kind of the same people that got their nose out of joint with Captain Marvel and everything else. But like, if you go on something like TikTok, where like a lot of the, your old school fanboys wouldn't be, Mm -hmm. people are going crazy for it. Like people are doing all their little videos to the songs from the soundtrack and like... 100 million views. Yeah. And the performers from the soundtracks have been like just pumping the crap out of the movie. Like I I think it could be something special. Yeah. And I hope it just performs like gangbusters. 
in part because I have it in the pool. <laughs> but, <laughs> a little bit of extra stakes there. I think the the bar is Shazam. If it passes Shazam's box office total, I think yeah. we can, can call it a success. I think this is optimally placed to do very well at mm-hmm. the box office. Not only does it have a unique look to it, the story's a little different. You've got Margot Robbie, who is just thrilled to be in this role. Mm-hmm. Or at least she projects that. And it's also sitting in this February time slot, which Deadpool found a ton of success in, and Black Panther found a ton of success in. And it's got no competition for exactly. like Exactly. You heard weeks. it here first. Birds of Prey over Black Panther domestic box office. Yeah. <laughs> Tim's yeah. called it right now. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. If it is, we're going to cap it at $200 million. <laughs> no, no. No, we're not. <laughs> so, so I think I agree, have free guys. Can we so. all agree on a cap this year at $750 million? No, no, no. I'm putting it out there, okay? It's not happening. Troy, <laughs> yeah, cap, man. cap. I hear you, but I'm not listening. But that makes any sense. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we got we to gotta bring in that salary cap, guys. No, it's we're good. We'll see. We'll see if things get blown out of proportion this year. Um, it says Tim with what I think is the surefire number one for the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my picks. We'll see. Sticking stick with Black, or Black, I was going to say Black Mask here with uh, <laughs> Birds of Prey. I want to talk about Black Mask. Ian McGregor mm-hmm. is in the role, right? We've got this, this great ensemble of, of female characters here that we're going to get into in a second. But let's talk about the villain of this film, Black Mask. I'm not familiar really with this guy at all. What is Ewan McGregor going to bring to this role that's going to bring, say, the Black Mask character from the comic book pages straight to the screen? Is it going to be a direct adaptation, you think, or is it going to be a special twist on it to fit into this universe that they're creating? The only Black Mask story I read was the... um what's the one the forever villains like the one shot forever evil forever Forever evil that just came out um where he's like this ugly guy who's like growing up with like bruce wayne and bruce wayne is like the golden child and he just can't compete but then i look at ewan mcgregor and i'm like the damn man's damn handsome like he's not gonna be like an ugly guy like so i don't i don't don't know this might be like something completely different or is that like more like the video game, because I see him in Arkham City, Arkham Knights, or whatever. So this is Joker the whole time, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Personality-wise, he's not going to be the traditional Black Mask because he seems a lot more flamboyant and um, he has a lot more energy. Yeah. But I think psychologically, like you see those scenes of Ewan breaking down and he's going crazy, and then he pulls the mask on and stuff in the trailer. I think he will be kind of that traditional Roman Sionis from his first appearances and it kind of bears out with his gang too so uh he was a gangland kind of dude and he had a group called the false face society and so they had different masses that go and do their crimes in and stuff like that based off the batman 66 villain false face no no that was the name of his society was like the false face society Oh, so that might be like a nod to that. Because I was just watching that with my daughter and there's a villain called False Face. Yeah, maybe a nod to that. I don't <laughs> it's know. It's so funny. Like he just puts on like a mask that's clearly like see-through and then he like takes it off and he's someone completely different. I'm like, what? This makes no sense. Or, like his car can change from like... Yeah, so it's yeah. not that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> Wait for but, the sequel. Yeah. And so, yeah, they go and they do, they're, they're doing whatever kind of gangland crime and whatever else and he has a black mask, which is black wood that's carved out of his father's coffin so he fights batman the mask ends up getting burned to his face uh-huh. and so that's why he has the black mask or that's why he becomes a black mask kind of thing so that's his 
traditional origin. It's kind of like the G.I. Yeah. Joe villain a bit. Destro. Yeah. Well, Black Mask came on the early 80s 82 83 somewhere in there maybe yeah because that's like he just gets that thing melted to his head right destro yeah and i don't know what his cartoon origin was because that's definitely how they did in the movie in the gi joe movie i can't remember i that's my only real basis for that (laughs) yeah (laughs) interesting so we've got black mask as the villain here now sure you spoke about huntress and black canary yeah what are these characters going to bring to the table do you think I don't know because the trailer hasn't shown us much. What could they bring? To I, the I table? think Black Canary is going to be pretty cool. I yeah. think we're going to do uh, yeah. some stuff a lot different than the CW. The CW they kind of messed up that character by giving you the Black Canary, the knot, and then giving you a new one, and then What's making the original set? like the White Canary. It's like ninja She's, powers, and she has that scream, that Sonic, oh, Sonic like oh, okay. Banshee's X Men. Yeah, okay. kind of. Except she can't fly with her uh, her screams. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> she's a canary. Canaries can fly. <laughs> she, I don't think cry. she can fly. She's got a sonic scream. Yeah. Maybe she, maybe she just yelled down, and the sound waves will push her up, and then she could fly. Like Banshee styles. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, then Huntress. I just remember Huntress um, around the 2010. I, I think around Battle for the Cow. She's yeah, around she there. Came around. And then, then they redid her in the new 52. And she was cool in the new 52 because she was like with Grayson when Dick Grayson became an agent. She was part of that spiral. Yeah, and she was kind of an international character. Yeah, she was kind of cool. Actually, that's probably the most interesting she's been in a while. But they're definitely not going that take. I think they're doing the traditional, more so pre-New 52. Yeah, there's kind of two traditional takes. So there's like the Earth 2 version where she's the daughter of Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle, which won't be this. But this will be based on the trailers and stuff. And there's that one scene in that first trailer where she's at the altar and stuff. So she comes from like a mafia family, a very traditional kind of oh, yeah, Italian Catholic the bad band man, yeah, right? yeah mafia yeah. family and there's a hit and so her family ends up getting wiped out and so she becomes like a bit of a revenge assassin mm-hmm. Punisher type yeah. character cool. Cool. So, cool. I'm there. yeah and then this Black Canary will be totally different than any of the other ones that we've I'd seen say, with yeah. the lounge singer bit and everything else so okay. do you think there'll be any Green Arrow Easter eggs in that there. That is so cool. Like saying like, oh, like Oliver, like look at her phone and there'll be like a contact that says Oliver or something. Like, do you think there'll be anything Green Arrow related? Yeah. You know what would be cool is if they flipped it and where Green Arrow is introduced via the Black Canary. Oh, yeah. In the movie totally. universe as opposed to your conventional Green Arrow is doing this thing and Black Canary is just this other heroine that ends up teaming up with him because she gets goo eyes from kind of thing, right? So it would be yeah. cool if they flipped it and... She's kind of the the headliner character, and oh, yeah, yeah. I, like I mean, that. they can definitely do spinoffs. Like the characters, you know, Black Canary, I think would be the most likely to get a spinoff besides mm-hmm. Harley Quinn. Huntress, I honestly don't know anything about her. Like you guys just talking about her is like my first introduction to the character. So I know she wears purple. That's like the only thing. Yeah, interesting. What about what about Renee Montoya? Yeah, like just Gotham City police detective yeah. kind of. Wasn't she in the Dark Knight series? I believe. Oh, like that character? Yeah, I thought so. Oh, is she the one that... Uh, the, like, bad cop that, like... Well, not screwed bad over... This, yeah, that, like, yeah. sold the... Yeah, no, she... Whatever. Like, that wasn't her? Her and the, the other cop dude who, who was drinking in the bar, like, they were certainly kind of channeled Bullock and Montoya, but they yeah. weren't Bullock and Montoya. Yeah. Are they in Gotham, yeah. the show? What's that? Uh, Bullock is for sure. Yeah. I can't remember if Montoya was. I've heard the name before, mm-hmm. for sure. She's yeah, she was on Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Okay. Like, she was like the, she was a beat cop kind of thing yeah. in mm-hmm. Batman the Animated Series. So she was there a lot and she became the question in the comics and stuff like that. So, 
it looks like they've kind of put her in the same place where um, Bruckner did when he did Gotham Central, and she's she's kind of the anointed one that Jim Gordon gives the detective spot to, and she's part of their okay. kind of investigative division and whatnot, which kind of bears out in that trailer, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. Who, who am I missing here then? The the one I have the biggest question marks on, Cassandra Kane. Yes. Oh yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, P- like Cassandra Kane Batgirl is my favorite character in the Bat family. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! After wow. Dick Grayson. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So second, second only to DG. There She's my go. favorite, and like this version is definitely not the Cassandra Kane of the comics. Like she's mm-hmm. a a mute super assassin through the first few years of her existence, yeah. kind of thing. So that's not that, but I'm curious to see what they do with her. I just I hope they do. Cassie Justice, like I yeah. think she's one of the coolest characters that DC. Could, could we get her as orphan? Because she's orphan now, right? Yeah, yeah. You think they could bring her in as orphan? Because we have the the other Batwoman with, on TV right now that yeah. might confuse audiences. Maybe you think we might just go with the new identity? It, it all depends on where they want to tie. Like a lot of it will depend on what they do with their Batman, right? Yeah. So if yeah, he's tied true. to this stuff, then they could segue her into being like a. A protege for him right and she works with him I, I do hope that she's like assassin level yeah. type character off the hop because yeah. that was the thing where like she's arguably a better martial artist than batman in mm-hmm. the in the books type of thing so yeah. yeah i'm i'm curious about her i'm cool with wherever they take her but if she's just kind of this hard luck kid that they take under their wing i'd almost prefer if they just made up their own character yeah or, mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Interesting. So there so. it is, and then we've we touched on her in Harley Quinn here, Margot Robbie, mm-hmm. reprising the role of of Harley Quinn there from Suicide Squad. That seems to be you can call this a pseudo sequel or a follow up to it. But I I'm loving Harley Quinn in this. The look is great. The commitment to the wackiness of the character and that free reign that she seemingly had to develop this character in her own idea of what she feels it could be and what's going to speak to the audience the most. And so that's the character I'm super excited about here is getting more of that and seeing what she can do. I thought she was really great in Suicide Squad, but I think this one is going to be that defining moment for the character of Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie, that puts a stamp on it and says, okay, we need, you know, she's standalone or wherever, wherever she takes this. This looks to me like this is going to be kind of that leaping off point. You know, that was the introduction of Suicide Squad, but this here is is really where she's going to be put on a pedestal as kind of that iconic actor filling that role in the same capacity that you've got Hugh Jackman and uh, Robert Downey Jr. filling those same boots of those of those characters becoming that iconic status. I can really see that for Margot Robbie here if she hasn't already reached that just with the trailers. Um, I'm going to make a prediction here that if they ever do make another Justice League film, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn will be in it. Think so? And I think she'll actually be on the Justice League team. Well, she'll probably beat them up like she did in Heroes of Crisis. She took down <laughs> Wonder Woman and Batman and Superman. Seems legit. that? Yeah. Why not? Four heroes, guys. No. Anything goes. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that kind of gives you a quick rundown of Birds of Prey, some anticipation level, and gives some insight into some of the characters that you're going to be introduced to in likely some varying forms of, I guess, scale 
within this film. You're going to see maybe... I thought Falcon was in it, too. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is in it as yeah, well. They're yeah, they're the bird of James Gunn and Sean Gunn and all these. <laughs> Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> Raccoons aren't birds, Yeah, idiot. but it's James Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> so let's cap this off with a domestic opening weekend box office prediction. What's this going to take? Now, keeping in mind, this is the first comic book film of the year. This film has had this guerrilla marketing that, that worked for... I don't like comparing it directly to Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's our, what I would consider a closest analog as far as how they're marketing this and kind of the obscurity of the property. And it's sitting in a February time slot, like we've mentioned a few times here, that has no competition, no direct competition for a few weeks. We've seen a lot of success for some movies in this space. So, Sonny, I'm going to throw it to you first, then we're going to walk around the table. All right. What do you um, think? Domestic box office opening this weekend? I'll say $69 million. $69 million. You would say $69 million. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, man. I think, I think that's, that's what's going to be. I don't think it'll be 70 but I think it'll be higher than 60 Locked in. Probably okay. higher than 68 less than 70 so Okay. 69 There you go. Troy, what are you feeling for this one? You know, this one's tough. I'm... You look at I'm, me like you're gonna like disappoint me. Like you. Look I at know, me. right? I'm struggling. Yeah. No, I think I'm gonna go 65. I feel this movie is gonna benefit the most if they can really fulfill the ensemble. It can't just be on Margot Robbie. She's fantastic. She's best performance ever from her was um, I Tanya. I think so she's great. Good. But this movie is gonna need everybody going balls to the wall. Yeah. Much like Guardians, because like everybody has to bring it. And if it's just her. It won't be enough because that was her in Suicide Squad. Yeah, was, she was the best, but the movie wasn't received that well. But it made a lot of money. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna go 65. Okay, 65. What do you feel for this one? You got a little bit more stakes, a little more skin in the game. I know. I'm hoping that Sanjay's prediction is right. I'm gonna go low. I think, th- but I think this one will be one that has legs. Yeah. And yeah, I. You know what? I'm gonna stick to my mantra of. The sequels always pay for the sins of its predecessor. So folks that might have been in at one point in time might be a little gun-shy or skeptical because of this lady right here, the Enchantress, that I see uh, lying on the table. <laughs> I, hope she, makes an, I hope she makes an appearance in Birds of Prey. <laughs> like, just like they're like busting her out of jail or something and she's there. <laughs> Tracking is putting it 40 to 60. I'm going to go... 54 because that's the number of the bus Pretty I good. used to take. 54, <laughs> you know what? It's $75 million movie. Yeah. So 54, that's, that's great. Yeah. That's where my prediction is sitting 75. I'm going high on this one. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I think this one's going to Th- surprise. This is DC. This isn't Marvel. I know. Just a heads up. I think this is, this is going to surprise. <laughs> this is not a Star Wars. Sanjay, you have no idea. The podcast was only part of the bromance last last week. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, man, I'm converting. Star Wars coming off the shelves. Yeah. Get those McFarlane's on order. <laughs> no, I think uh, I'm, I'm just going to take a stab at this one and say that it's going to perform quite well this weekend. I think it's going to overperform. Now, whether that's this weekend or whether that's, like you said, that it's going to have the legs on, it's going to overperform in the the length of its of its release in the next four or five weeks where you're going to see this actually pull in a really decent domestic haul. Um, internationally, we'll see how this performs. It's, you know, the rated R prevents it from going to some places, uh, namely stuff like China and that, where DC's had some success. So we'll see, but overall, I think it's going to do fairly well here. Um, I think it's offset, like what, 16, 2016 with Suicide Squad? 
Yeah. yeah, four years ago. Yeah. So it's offset enough from the Oscar winning Suicide Squad. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, Joaquin needs to do it because yeah. that's every every movie with the Joker in it has won an Oscar, except that's for right. Batman 66, I think. Yeah. Uh, crazy sure. to think of it that way. <laughs> yeah. So there it is. The box office predictions are on the table. And we're going to be reviewing this, guys. We're going to give this a little bit of uh, breathing room. So we're going to try to do this in a couple weeks give everyone the time to go out and see this this isn't as we kind of talked about before this isn't your end game release or even wonder woman type style of film so we give people the opportunity to go see this so that you don't have to skip next week's episode or anything like that and so we're probably going to review it in two three weeks when we have all four of us back at the table carlos is going on a little bit of a vacay so he's going to be absent for the next few weeks i know i just got inducted into the team and <laughs> yeah. i'm going away that's okay you gotta, you gotta take that yeah, vacation the, before uh, i accept you have to know that i'm on vacation vancouver canucks yeah, or, sign that big deal and just go away i was gonna say i'm a spider-man for the avengers yeah <laughs> there you go so yes we will be reviewing this in all sorts of detail like we normally do and that'll be in a couple weeks. And the next few weeks are going to be depending on what we see. We get Toy Fair coming up here in a couple oh, weeks. Oh, nice. Also, so big, big, big. But the nice. Oscars this coming weekend, we've got likely some space to fill here with regards to continuing the three part show that we did that we started last week with the future look at DC film. We're going to do Marvel and Star Wars in some capacity, likely over the next couple of weeks, as we fill some of this space, some of this void going into what is going to be some big reveals from Toy Fair and then the follow-up to some of these big conventions. We've got mm. a lot of stuff to talk about here, guys, in the next few weeks, so it's not going to be a problem. We're going to have the crew it's in and out, bearing people at the table, but there's always going to be an episode, like we said, whether it's bringing in my wife or bringing in someone else, there's always going to be someone at the table here at the mics talking nerd. And with all that being said, guys, we're going to cap this one off. If you'd like to be a part of this show, you can always email us at thenerdm at gmail.com. You can find everything that we do on the nerdroom.net as well as starscommonwealth.com. You can find the whole crew always roaming around, wandering around Twitter here. Handles at the end of the episode. We will add Carlos's at the end of the episode here if I have time to do that this week. If not, you can just find one of us. He's right there with us commenting, <laughs> retweeting, liking, whatever you guys get there. Hashtag Shelf Sunday. You can find everything also that we do on the hunt and some of the stuff that Troy's done in the past with the Aegis Elba Green Lanterns, the nice throw to kobe bryant over at instagram at the nerd rm you're gonna see a picture of the champ yep golden spidey going up there as well Mm. and uh (laughs) what else we got here guys yeah big shout out to our man rob wade for endorsing this podcast over emotionally14.com and with all that being said biggest episode here guys super bowl spots disney plus freaking birds of prey coming out what a wild (laughs) week guys but with all that being said it's time to Time to end this one. It's late here, guys. These guys got to get home. I got to get editing this thing. Troy's got to take that statue home. <laughs> Put it in its rightful place for year two. But, uh, yeah. guys, until next week for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Sanjay. And I'm Batman. The goddamn Batman. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, on Twitter at TheNerdRM. Troy the Boy 87 and Sun Jabby. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out the nerdroom.net and don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X Wing, Road Squadron Podcast, San Diego Saber's Radio Podcast, Retro Inc., and the Sandcrawler Podcast. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SW Commonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world. 